Welcome back to another episode of the Best Friends by Design podcast. We are your hosts, Janet and Giselle, and today we have an exciting topic to discuss. We'll be sharing some valuable insights and tips to help you stay on top of your game in the design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, these tips will surely inspire and motivate you to new heights. So let's dive right in. Let's do this. So the topics that we're going to discuss today are mindset tips, industry events, keeping up with new trends and products, and continuing education. It all starts with mindset, right? If your mind isn't right, then you can't do the rest that comes with it. I think surrounding yourself with the right people, I think, is key. Yeah. I think um, being around minds, the people with the same mindset that you have is really important. Positive people, people even that like you want to aspire to be like or your business to be like, I think it's really important. Network events yeah. are great yeah. to meet those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, as far as mindset goes, like you have to manage your energy, you know, it's like, just like time management is important. Energy management is just as important. You know, you, this industry, you know, you can like burn out really fast. So you want to keep your, your mind fresh, you know, your, your, like your focus fresh and you don't want to be, you don't want to get into like overwhelm, which we can easily get to. Right. Absolutely. With everything we have to handle in our business for our clients, there's so many factors. Yeah. And it can be very overwhelming. Part of what I do when I feel that way is those positive affirmations. I am strong. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. You know, I'm intelligent. I got this. I'm powerful. Yeah. Those affirmations are so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we listen to, even on our drive to work, you know, from a positive podcast like ours or some music that really gets you in that mode, I think mm-hmm. is important. Um, we don't necessarily put so much energy into what we watch before we go to sleep or what we listen to before we go to work. I think all of that is as important as anything else that we do. Definitely. Okay, for mindset also, I love um, doing the um, meditations. Yeah. Morning meditations. Morning meditations, night meditations are great. Yeah. It taking that time to like calm your system down, mm-hmm. calm your mind down. So you need those quiet moments. And, and I, these guided meditations really help me. I don't know. I know you do them as well. Yeah, I do. I, you know, I do the night, the nighttime ones. Mm-hmm. I, what I like to do is, when I know I have a lot on my plate and there's a lot I need to do and I'm on like deadlines and so much going on, I make sure that every night I like in my notes on my phone, I just write everything I need to do the next day. Mm -hmm. And then once I have my list, I like put them in priority, you know? So this is the most important one that I need to like tackle right away. And then These are the things that I can have, you know, my assistant help me with, or, you know, maybe the project manager can, can, you know, take care of this. So then that morning I'm not stressed out and I'm not waking up like, Oh shit, I have so much to do. Oh my God. Like, you know, and I can't even like enjoy my workout and I can't enjoy my morning and, you know, take my time because I'm like stressed, you know? So I find that helps me, you know, just to organize like my mind. Yeah. you know, and get it right. I have some friends of, of ours that like to do it on a journal. Like they like to write it down. Something about writing it down versus typing that helps them. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I'm a, I'm a note person on yeah. my phone. I love yeah, technology. I love that better too. And I, I also, it's an easier way to then just like share it with the team, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, absolutely. or an idea. So yeah, I, that's great. why I kind of like it electronically. Yeah, that's great. But definitely mindset is like the most important. That is like the number one goal. Like you want to work on that first before you, you know, go, to, you know, do everything else that follows. What I have found too is who you hire their mindset and their attitude, if they're positive energy, yeah. if 
they bring something to the table. Like I love a comic relief in the middle of a day, you know, when we're so stressed out at work. I feel like who you hire has to have that kind of same energy, same mentality. We've had that bad apple that, you know, that I hung on to because I was like, well, their skill set is really great. And they ended up really being a negative force in, in the office. And it brought the whole energy down. So even though you might have somebody that's super great at their profession and then their skill set, but if they don't have that positive energy and they're not good team players, that also brings the whole office down. Absolutely. So to us, it's become really crucial to have the like-minded and the like-minded energy in our office. And it's been a game changer. Like every day that I come into the office now, after listening to my little podcast or my doing my affirmations and I see our staff's face and we're in a beautiful environment that we created, I'm so happy to go into the office. And a lot of people take that for granted. And I think that's all part of our mindset as well. Absolutely. Once you're in a good mode, you know, and everything's flowing, there's other things that we want to do, right? In our industry, we want to attend industry events, trade shows, you know, there's great ones. I mean, you don't have to go that far. Yes, the ones in Europe are the best, I yes, think. They are. <laughs> they, are they are. And the most inspiring. But there's also local trade shows that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the High Point Market. There's Atlanta Market. There's Vegas. Even our Basel, which is... Our Basel's great. Our Basel's That's more great. like inspo, like inspiration, like mm-hmm. art. But yeah, I mean, it that goes, helps you yeah, stay on top absolutely. of the game. I, I think it's definitely during that time. You there's so much showrooms that have events and yeah. parties going on, and yeah. we've done tons of networking during that time. It's also a time where the showrooms refresh. You know, do a refresher because mm-hmm. they know that everybody's in town mm-hmm. for Art Basel. And so you get, fun! It's so fun, and you get to really visit and see what's new, and and it's very inspiring. Yeah. Um, and then I love going to all the Art Basel events. We've taken our clients shopping there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made some really cool purchases. So I think all those things, architecture, art, even restaurants, all those things have a lot to do. And during Art Basel, even the restaurants right. go crazy. And just being around like-minded people. You know, everyone's creative. And, you know, there's designers that come from all over the world just for our Basel here in Great Miami. people watching it's too. fashion. The fashion so, is like out of this world. On point. During, everyone like steps <laughs> up their game. Well, you have so many celebrity sightings. Yeah. Which is fun. I love people watching during that time because it's, yeah. you know, inspirational to see what people are wearing, what they're doing. And how, how many times do we say that fashion inspires our interiors? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Dolce & Gabbana had done like a cool... Oh, during that, our Basel, that, that was tree. so good. That was so good. Yeah, that was... We it's, went together. Yeah, we did. It was so much fun. Yeah. The point is, it's like, how do you stay on top of your game? Don't take any of these things for granted. Absolutely. You do think, them. Yeah, do them. You think, oh, you're just having a good time. But when you're there, be present. Yeah, exactly. Put your alcohol down for a second (laughs) or whatever your fun little thing that you do. Take that photo opportunity. Take the photos, (laughs) meet the people, be present. Because these are great opportunities to connect with with potential client. Absolutely. Yeah. Salon is amazing. I'm like kind of obsessed with Salon. I'm going with you next year. You better. Oh my gosh. I haven't gone. We've already, we're already starting to plan. I think the last one I went to was 2019 for COVID. That year before it shut down. I think Salone is so inspirational. Number one, you're in Milan. Yeah. It's a marathon though. It's a marathon. It's a math. And we, and what you wear to those, that show in particular is like so important because you're walking miles, right? I think and I counted 15 miles one day. 
yeah. then you go out after. And you're, yeah. So we have to do another podcast on just on just what, to wear. what to wear. <laughs> Probably just on the right shoe to wear. Exactly. Yeah. How to, how to plan your how outfits. How to plan your footwear. But Salone is definitely one of the most inspirational shows I found. But you went to the one in um, Paris. I love that, that year. Yes. Yes. I went to, and I went to it this year also. I love, I mean, Paris is Paris. It's Paris. You know, it's, yeah. and it's outdoors too. It's a total, you can't even compare the two. Yeah. They're, they're just completely different. We're going to have to do another podcast on that, on what restaurants you have to go to because these designers do gorgeous jobs in the interiors. Yes. And, um, the, even the fashion brands are good to see and forget about all the you need an itinerary a very detailed oh, itinerary of where you're going to visit what you're going to go to um we've been visiting a lot so we've gotten more familiar with the different areas and how to kind of plan out where you're going to go so it's more efficient especially if you're on foot absolutely yeah paris is tricky because it's it's kind of hard to navigate the streets yeah I in think that little that area, it is left bank is like it's Hello. tricky. You need to like you need a compass. <laughs> How about the um, the Paris flea market? Oh, I love it! I got my first my vintage Chanel bag. There you go. The first time that I went, and the, I mean, but the furniture there, I mean, vintage pieces, art, oh, beautiful. We did um, models at the Saint Regis. And we went on a shopping spree. Actually, I went with my mom. Yeah. And, um, of course, she was managing my budget, which was whatever. Um, but it was so much fun. I got to share that with her. And the fun part was we had allocated budgets for each of the models that we were doing. And we had a, a nice budget. So it was nice to work with. And I ended up buying prints there and accessories there. Yeah, both cool. in the flea market and the show. We did we had such an amazing time that's great and to then see it from paris and to the jobs and then you know having it photographed did you have to like how did you get it here i mean obviously you didn't you just they ship everything they ship here. everything yeah. you yeah they, they're so used to shipping wow. uh you know that's part of calculating it mm -hmm. on your budget okay it's, is it going to be 10 15 percent for, the freight. for yeah. the freight what does it entail that was great having my mom because she i got to shop and pick out the pretty and i would leave her doing all the logistics oh that's why that's why it's so great to have a good team with you because you're able to like divide and conquer and i am all about that yeah absolutely to be productive so so obviously you see that we're very passionate about the shows i think it creates a lot of inspiration and I think part of, again, that mindset mm -hmm. is, and it's, I find myself repeating this a lot lately, is you got to enjoy the process. Right. This there, is fun. What we do is fun. What we do is fun, but what we do also can be very stressful. Yeah. And having the right team, having the right mindset, feeling inspired and motivating. I think when and you have that, that balance, too. And remembering to having that mindset means also asking for the right client. Like I literally ask the universe to bring me like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget to do that. Like really outline what kind of client do you want? Do you want a client that is holistic like you are, you know, or like I am? Um, or do, someone that appreciates those one-of-a-kind pieces. Exactly. You, you'll see that vintage piece in Paris, and you'll see, oh, my God, this like client would love this one. I'm going to get it for them because I just know. I had a situation happen this week where I was like, you know what? We haven't done a job in California in a long time. And I, I love California. And it's been a while, so much so that that's why we ended up getting married because we were doing a job in California and we had to visit over and over. And that's where, um, that's why we ended up going to Napa for a little break. And that's what brought us there. So you never know like how things are going to be connected one way or the other. Yeah. I always call it workation when I'm doing it with Brad or, or with my friends, because that's how life should be. Your life shouldn't feel like a job. It should feel like a journey. Absolutely. And those moments where you're enjoying the process and you have feel creative and motivated and inspired, I think 
and then you get to like pour all that energy into your work and your job or a product that you're designing. How fun is that? It's a lot of, yeah, absolutely. That being said, traveling, you know, inspire, brings inspiration also, you know, because you're seeing different styles of design. You're, you're, you know, your eyes are being open to different, you know, like something you probably, you stay at a hotel, you probably wouldn't, you know, design an interior like that. But then all of a sudden you're living in this beautiful suite or room and you're just like, wow, like this is really comfortable. Like maybe I can implement something like this. It's, it just, it's making you aware of, you know, what design can be, you know, opening your mind to things. Do you know how many spaces we've designed, like small spaces that have been inspired by hotels, including our home, our, our condo, since we moved from the house to a smaller space, our bathroom, we created this little like morning bar in our bathroom with like a little fridge and a counter and storage that was inspired by one of our hotel visits. What hotel? I can't remember which hotel off the top of my head, but that that function, yeah. we found it repeated in different hotels, you know, the little morning kind of kitchens that they provide you with. And I was like, oh, how, how useful will this be? I thought I was going to have my, yeah. I thought I was going to have my little coffee there. So we didn't have to walk downstairs to grab our coffee, but I ended up filling it up with all my uh, facial products because I like to have like my, my rollers and my products oh, and cold. cold and like the stuff from my under eyes and all that goes yeah. in the fridge. But, and that's something that when we've walked our, our clients through, they've really enjoyed. And now we're implementing them in their um, primary suites so, or in a bar yeah. in, you know, a theater. So those, those are our, are great inspirational moments. Absolutely. And then, you know, so that takes us to, Keeping on top of the of new products, new trends, um, always stay fresh. You know, um, this is like what we're all about. It, people pay us for our ideas, for our fresh ideas. So and you want to like, and I'm going to sidebar a little bit. I think it's important to learn how to look at a space. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because people have, that have traveled with Brett and I. Um, they're like, how the hell did you see that? How did you notice that? We didn't notice that. We didn't see that. Yeah, but designers notice every single little bit. Not necessarily. Though. Not I necessarily. Know. Because you have to be in the right space. Yeah. And not everybody knows how to look. So right. look around. Look look at the ceiling. Look at the walls. Look at the floor. Look. Listen to the acoustics. The lighting. Is it too warm? Very Is it too warm. cool? And it's all opportunities to be educated on how what what experience did you have in that space? Mm-hmm. Did you feel cold? Did you feel, or was it warm and inviting? Mm-hmm. Did it stimulate you? And that's what I mean by learning how to really look at your environment. Like stop, take the yeah. time. I think we're also busy sometimes even photographing and videoing content that you don't really take the time to really stop and be of the mindset of observing Observing and like really taking it in. Yeah. And if you can't travel because you're, you know, busy with life, then showroom visits and vendor presentations, you know, have the vendors come in and bring you their new products. You know, they'll love to come to your studio space, you know, book an appointment you and your staff and you guys can they'll teach you it's actually i like it i love it one-on-one it's very educational you get to ask certain questions like you know how do you clean this material or you know is it good is it suitable for commercial blah 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 like there's things that you may not know if you just like see it somewhere you know or just source it so i think that's great you know going to the showrooms are always good too because they're always refreshing their offerings. So it's important to just stay on top of that, you know, make it, you know, you're, you're shopping for a client, find what you're looking for, but then open, like think of your, your next client or, you know, your, yeah, like 
something you want in your library that you, I do this all the time. Like I'll find a material or something and I'll say, I'm going to use this one day. <laughs> like, I don't care. I want a sample, you know, like I know I'm going to use it. So you always have to be thinking ahead, you know, like your next project. Absolutely. And if you can't go to those shows in Paris or in Italy, a lot of them have like uh, lives um, that you could see on social media or if you go to their websites, they'll share content, they have blogs. So even though if you can't really attend it, also you could live it vicariously through the designers who do go, which Absolutely. will um, post a lot of content. So in my mind, they're and really... share the photos. Yeah. Like, here, you, you've done that before where you shared the things that you found and I've shared, you know, oh, look at these accessories that I found. A lot of showrooms also, if you can't go to market, they will... Um, do virtual walkthroughs yeah. of there and you just book it, book it with a, with a sales rep or what, you know, someone there locally and they'll physically walk you through with their iPad and show you, you know, everything you would see if you can't make it. Some of the showrooms now have like what the realtors do where they put the camera and oh, literally you could go right yeah, or left and so you could actually see the the showroom it's very cool i love that i love that too yeah. i i really want to do that for for our studio yeah. for molanova showcasing the products because that's such a great way for especially being in Miami for our international clientele that comes in or somebody that's out of state mm -hmm. to be able to really go through it and and feel like they're there absolutely yeah, it's, it's very useful. I remember um, the one year I had to miss High Point because I had COVID and I had to cancel last minute, of course. Um, and I wanted to shop for accessories and that's what they did. They did the, I mean, he literally walked through, it was like a 10,000 square foot showroom. And I placed my order, I found everything. And it was even better because I did it before the first day of market. Oh, that's so good. So, like, I got first got dibs. Fresh. I got first dibs on so everything. Good. And it was so good. It was the first time I ever tried that. And it was, you know, it was great. It was easy. Part of what we as designers have to do is be resourceful. Yeah. Think on your feet. And that, that was a perfect example of thinking on your feet. Yeah. And in regards to being resourceful, it's taking advantage of all the resources that we have available to us free you know we have social media um you know all these design blogs design now digital design magazines or or just youtube a, a regular magazine youtube i mean there's just so much at our fingertips you know to keep us fresh and to you know keep keep evolving as a designer absolutely what is your favorite go-to for inspiration I think I, it's a combination of Pinterest. Yes. I love Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Um, and social media. Yeah. I think like in, what? Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. I have, um, I have like subfolders on Instagrams of different collections. Yeah. And now they have this thing that you could share it with one other person. Mm -hmm. So I'll share it with Brad on my favorite cocktail tables or lamps. Even... Yeah. I, now I, now I have like subfolders of restaurants and I mean, it's Oh my crazy. God, I, I love the, the accounts that are like contractors, that they show like how they lined up the, the grout line that's on the floor tile with like the line, the reveal, the reveal on the wall. It's like yeah. that kind of shit. Like it's I so love funny. it. I, I haven't seen seen it. That. I'm just like, that's what I want. So next time I'm like trying to explain it to my contractor, I'm going to show it to yeah. him, you know? So yeah, it's, there's, there's just so many resources for us to, yeah. you know, to stay, you know, like relevant with the trends and, mm. and so that all of our projects have a fresh look and it doesn't look like the same copy paste. That's boring. Who wants to do that? It's funny. You're saying that. Like, just FYI for the people with a copy paste mentality is when you're when we're posting a job we've worked on by the time it gets photographed and seen it's usually a couple years since the initial stages yeah. so when somebody decides to copy just know that was so two years ago 
two, three years ago. So I used to like, it used to upset me. Yeah. Especially when they don't give you credit. But now I'm like, go ahead. That's so like, I mean, they're done that. It's flattering if somebody wants to copy your style. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with being inspired by another designer's work to inspire you for your design. Absolutely not. To copy it, that's like, not cool. <laughs> to copy it completely, like, but make it your own. Make like, it your own. Do your own version of what you love. You know, like put your JPID stamp on it or do your BNG, like exactly. this, but being the BNG way or exactly. this, but the JPID way. You know, like that's, it's just taking a little like inspiration and just sprinkling it in and, but just, it's your design. It's your foundation. I even have, a, I even have a hard time with clients asking us to repeat one of our own designs yeah. they're like oh we, we like this and I'm like yeah but no we'll take that concept let's make it let's twist it let's make it your own because at the end of the day we're here creating custom design for them yeah and you want it to be reflecting their ideas and their energy and their personalities so I think it's lazy honestly and I'm and maybe that sounds a little bitchy to just cut and paste and I know some designers well, do that. Well, you know what? A lot of designers, I mean, it depends, again, like what your niche is. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of designers that work with developers that they do model homes or they do right. sales centers and they kind of have to have, because they have one budget, you know, right. that's all you're going to get for like this model and really kind of have to like copy paste it. But that's not the kind of need I wouldn't and some designers are 100% happy to do that and they're yeah. fine with it and they do very well and make a lot of money yeah. but for me I feel like that's part of the whole this is why you do this you to like you know flex a creative muscle and like you know let your just your just change what you want how you want to portray your company and like to go you know do something different I just think there's such a well, maybe yes well, reinvent the wheel i like to reinvent the wheel all the time <laughs> you know yeah. i guess that's not good i mean i guess it depends how you look at it like i don't have a signature style mm -hmm. like if you go on my website i have so many different styles that i've done and i don't know if that's a good thing or like i don't have a look but i i think it's because i like doing different interiors. I, I mean, there's some that I'm like, no, absolutely not. I can't do like, that's not my look or my, my mind can't even, you know, I can't program my mind to think like that look, so to speak. But I don't know. I just feel like it's fun to try something different, you know, and a good designer can like be more versatile, more versatile. Thank yeah, you. it's true. I mean, you can't. Right. The worst thing there was yeah. is when a client, you're meeting a new client, and they tell you, they pull up another designer's, um, like they had met with a designer prior to you, didn't hire them for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and then they want you to do what that designer did. And mm -hmm. it's like, why didn't you just hire them? Like, you know, exactly. either you go with some, with my, you know, point of view on, on this or you hire them. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to copy exactly what they did. That's unethical, number one. And number two, it's just like, I don't know, you feel like you're, it's like you're cheating yourself. In yeah. A way. You know, I think if you're struggling with, you know, your creativity, I think that's what continuing education is for. And it's not, not only on the creative front, but... Business-wise, we have, you know, there's webinars, courses you can take, if you're licensed, podcasts you like ours, you know, or design. There's an amazing design podcast. Remember, if you're a licensed designer, in order for you to keep your license current, you need to be able, continue you education. need, you have to do continue. There's, it's required. Which reminds me. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, so that's something that is required, but I think continuing education really helps you stay on top of your game because there's always new technology coming up. Like we're getting ready to have a meeting so our clients could have that virtual walkthrough. Um, 
what a great experience for them to be able to put their goggles and to really feel what the space is going to look like. And that's something that we're wanting to offer our clients. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a game changer. I think the, the moment that you stop educating yourself and you stop evolving, you're a dinosaur. So in order to keep up with the demands and, and I think clientele is becoming more and more educated about what's available, what technologies are available. Um, they understand um, the visual, what's visually available, like rendering. Yeah, because everyone has access to so much. Exactly. Right so, which I, I really like an educated client. I prefer, I prefer that. Um, I think that's where they're really the, they're really able to appreciate what we bring to the table because having those educated clients and those intelligent conversations about how to make their project move forward makes it that much easier versus a client where that you, doesn't care that doesn't care or, or better yet you have to educate them. Mm -hmm. But that's we're visual people. The more visual yeah. uh, tools we have to be able to express our design and our philosophy, the better I think it is not only for the client but for us through through our design process because. Before it gets built, we're able to visually say, you know what, we didn't keep in mind the the way that that window was a gonna was going to align with the door or with the cabinetry. So we're literally able to make that change before it's being built or learning or do or some you know seeing something on one project, saying I don't want to do this again or next time I'm going to do it this way. I mean, that happens too. You're constantly learning. Yeah. You know, we don't know it all. Absolutely not. And it's, there's always something to learn, um, something to make you better, a better designer, a better business person. So, you know, get a coach. That's like, I'm telling you, like, I always say that. That was like, for me, my game changer and still is, you know, it's the best money spent. You can learn so much, uh, you know, on how to run your business to managing your yourself, even mindset, you know, they, they, you know, they, they coach you on that as well. Marketing, like the whole thing, you know, like get coming up with a plan. You need a plan for everything in life, right? Mm -hmm. You need a plan. There's one show, there's one, um, that we want to go to that we're still trying to decide. Oh, design camp. Design camp looks so interesting to me. We're going to do our own version of design camp one day. Oh, that's the goal. We're manifesting that. We're shit. manifesting. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah, because you, you know, especially in coaching, we did something similar. Like all of my coaches' members, which were other designers from everywhere, from New York, California. I mean, you know, we would all get together two times a year, three times a year, sometimes, and do a retreat. Nice. And it's a stayover. We travel somewhere mm -hmm. and. There's meetings like all day, you know, coaching sessions, mindset mesh, uh, mindset sessions, and then at night, then after you get to have dinner together throughout lunch, snacks, dinner together, drinks, and you get to like just collaborate and get different points of view. And everybody has you always have something to learn, a takeaway from another designer. There's Absolutely. always something to learn. It's so true. Always. We normally, when we go to Salone or go to the shows, we go with um, a couple of our front designers. Mm -hmm. And it's so great because we get to experience uh, it together. Um, you get to plan together. You got kind of divide and conquer on who's going to do what, um, especially. And then all the invitations, too. So, like, one of our friends gets invited to here or we get the invited to there. And then we share. Sure. We share. Um, so it's such a great thing to be able to experience it together and then you know, reminding each other hey wasn't this cool wasn't that cool and then have it's it's fun it's really a game changer it's been for us ever since we started attending yeah that's great so there you have it i hope that you enjoyed hearing some of our valuable tips to keep you on your game in your design business so remember maintaining a positive mindset attending industry events, keeping up with trends, and investing in your continuing education are all key ingredients to your success.
So thank you to all of you that have submitted your questions on the Q&A that we posted on our Instagram stories, the Ask Us Anything. So we're going to take, what, three or four of them, yep. and we're going to answer them for you. Is interior design considered a male-dominant field or both, and has it changed over time? I think it's changed. I mean... I mean, back in the 50s, probably it was all women. Women, like, yeah. You know, more of a kind of homemaker type. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to, like, assume. I, Maybe yeah. I need to study that. I need to, like, yeah. look at the history. But I would think it was more female. Yeah. But then it was crazy. Here, Brett calls himself a unicorn because he's an interior designer. But I think it's... No, I think now it's very balanced. Yeah. I think there's it's, a fair amount of guys and girls. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What decision are you most proud of that you almost didn't make? Wow. Okay. So I would have to say it would be um, going into interior design. You almost didn't do it? No. What um, were you going to do? Well, I don't even know if you knew this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before I moved to Miami from Chicago, uh -huh. I was going to Columbia College and I was studying broadcast journalism. Really? I, I wanted no to be a news anchor. So I was like almost three years in when I moved here. Oh, how funny. So I don't know why. And I thought that's what I was going to do. Like, I want to be, right? And, and look, and look, look, look at what we're doing. doing. <laughs> yeah, look so what funny. we're doing. It's so funny. And then I move here. And I'm, again, at a crossroads. I'm like, okay, so I'm in this new, you know, this is like new chapter. Yeah. And I'm on the phone. And for some reason, it just wasn't, I wasn't inspired. I wasn't inspired by doing that. Like, I felt like that was just going to be a job, mm -hmm. you know, for the rest of my life. And I felt like there was more. And I'm on the phone with, with like one of my best friends from grade school and I'm telling her, she's like, how do you like Miami? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I hate it. The people are fake. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I miss Chicago. And, you know, back then I was, you know, much younger. And um, I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do. Like, I don't know if I want to go, go back to school. She's like, well, you have to get your degree. And we're, like, just talking. She's like, Janet, why don't you, like, get into interior design or something? Like, you've always been so good. Like, your room always looked perfect growing up. And you would always, like, move things around. And, like, you're creative and the way you dress and all this stuff. And she's like, you would be so good at that. Like, remember you would, you know, rearrange the furniture in your mom's house all the time. And I'm, like, thinking – but can that be a job? Like, that was the first thing. Like, how right. much do they make? Like, that's, like, fun. You know, that's something you do for fun. Little did I know. And then I, that same night that I was speaking with her, I just, like, we didn't even have Google at that time, I don't think. Where did I find? I think we, well, I think we did, actually. I just started searching interior design schools, and I found the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this tuition is so expensive. It was like 50 grand back yeah. then, 40 grand. So they had a residential design diploma. It was like a one-year program. And I said, okay, it's one year. You know, it's like, if I hate it, I right. just go back. Oh my God. It was like, I just loved it. I absorbed everything like a sponge. I felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And from there, I would go to Barnes and Noble and start looking at like the Florida design and like all the design magazines. And I would just go to the bookstore and just go through them. And then I would like, you know, tear out the pages right. <laughs> or buy the magazine. Right. And of all the firms that I liked their work. Yeah. And which one I wanted to work at. And it was like the thing. And I had like this little folder that I had all the firms that I wanted to work at, the tear outs from their ads and oh, the design funny. magazines. And Fine Decorators is one of them. Oh, how funny. Look and that's that. how I ended up, like, you know, after I finished my one-year diploma program, I obviously went back for my, you know, to finish. I mean, I already had, like, a ton of credits left over from, you know, when I had done, like, college in Chicago. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to finish the program now. Right. Like, and I'm going to start looking for a job. And that was one of the design firms that I looked into, and, and they hired me. Like, and that's where we met. School, and that's where we met. How cute. You didn't even know that story? No, I didn't. I thought you did. No. 
But you know what? I always say, especially to the kids, nothing's ever lost. You yeah. think like, like broadcasting. You think that that was lost, right? That that was a concept. But look at what we're doing. And yeah. who knew that interior design was gonna do so well with social media and require that, it, and then kind of require to be confident in front of video and how you speak and how you present yourself to the world. So that's why I always say there's nothing is ever lost. Everything yeah. that you learn is for a reason, and it and one day you have that aha moment, and it all kind of yeah comes together. That was such a good question. Yeah, I totally like have to like go back into the memory banks for that one yeah I think for me it was leading fine decorators and starting B&G and starting B&G during that time I had hit our stride like with fine I was doing really well Brett and I were, were doing really well there we were like on the top of our game we were making really good money too and they had all the benefits and all of that. But the energy had changed yeah, in there completely. And it, it wasn't, number one, I didn't understand what I was feeling. But I just knew I couldn't stay there anymore. And I remember... It was time. I remember Brett didn't want to leave. And we had had multiple conversations. And back then, I was still super fiery. Like, I would go hot and cold in, in one minute. Um, not I remember that. Yeah, you remember that shit? <laughs> mm, not my proudest moments. But it was a necessary evil. And I'm glad I, there was a bit of naiveness mm -hmm. that I had back then. Yeah. You, you know, I think right now, I don't know if I would have made that decision being established and comfortable and as educated as I am now. So I'm kind of glad I had the naiveness and the youth of being impulsive in a way because that we did not have a, an exit strategy. We had nothing planned out. We had, I remember I was we had, there. We had you guys. No, I was just as crazy as you were. I thank God for that. Oh my God. I like, we had nobody saved. You get, you're like, you're going with us. And I'm like, am I? And remember they got pissed off at me and then they wanted oh. to fire me when they found out I, thought, I was going yeah. with you. I think I did. <laughs> I ended, did. I ended up getting fired because I was like, I'm going to go work with B&G. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, you're not. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but before that happened, oh my God. I'll never, for me, that day was like, it was so vivid. Like it was like yesterday. And Isn't that crazy. And I stormed into, like I said to Brett, we had gotten into an argument and I go, that's it. Like, if you don't want to do it, that's on you. But I cannot live one more moment, one more day. It was this. very toxic it at went, that point, Yes, though. it was extremely toxic. No one was happy. No. You know, it was like... It was but especially negative. especially me and having two little kids, too. So not only right. did I have... I was walking away from a lot. Yeah. And being comfortable. And the reason I'm sharing that is because... You know, it's like embracing, you know, as, as hard as I've been in uh, my past self. And I think a lot of us will beat us up, ourselves up for being a certain way when we were younger. And we're always trying to better ourselves. I've learned to embrace that impulsive Giselle, that, you know, person that was fiery. Because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Yeah. And I'm glad I was impulsive. Yeah. Because Brett was like, hell no, I'm not, you're not leaving without me. And he ran after me. I'll remember like starting to, I know, the little Latina that I am and I'm running over there and like needing all that adrenaline in order to do my exit strategy. And Brett came along with me because he was like, no, babe, you're not leaving without me. But like it was an intense situation and we got a lot of shit over it, you know, but that made us. We had no choice but to succeed. And that's my whole I point. Mean, yeah. My, that's my point. We had nothing planned. And it's not the way that I would recommend, you know, my kids to do things. I would say, hey, have an extra strategy. Have right. money have saved. A have a plan B. But my story or our story goes where we didn't have a plan B. And it wasn't all calculated, which being a Virgo, I like to calculate everything. But all that energy and all that, I think, 
anger and frustration and the, the possibility was what drove us to open up BNG, to, to do everything that we've done in our career, to have, because we were hungry. Absolutely. We had no other choice but to succeed. I think the biggest growth and I know you agree with me, comes from the hardest times in your life. Absolutely. Like the hardest, like painful decisions that you make are the ones that like change your life for the better. Yeah. Most, I mean, guaranteed. Well, you and know? I do have to say that I had amazing instincts because little did we know when we were leaving there in a very established company that they would close a year later. That company went under and B&G is... I'm proud to say 17, 17 plus years here and they're close. So needless to say, listen to your instinct. Don't be, you know, it's scary to make those decisions. Yeah. Well, those are the scary decisions that really brought us to this next level. Okay. So our next question. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. We're I could have gotten emotional on that one. All right. In regards to design style, can you have one look? and have a different look or theme in another room? I think so. Um, the, the Let's answer this together. Let's see if we say it, say the same thing. What is the most important, when you're doing that, what is the most important element? Is having like- A common thread. thread. Exactly. Yeah, a common thread. Um, Whether it's like the, the wood finishes or something has a, to tie color. it all in together so that it like it's cohesive. You want your you want your home to feel like a flow of different experiences. Exactly. I, telling a story. Telling a story and also as as human beings we need different stories to be told in the home. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, we need spaces sometimes that make us feel open and light. Yeah. And we need sometimes spaces that make us feel cozy. Cozy and protected. And protected and nestled in. But And we need sometimes those wow moments. So I feel that when we're designing that a wild home, card, that you wild always card, need a little wild a little, card. And a little, you know, don't play it safe. Exactly. Throw in... You know, our most successful jobs or that we're most proud of was when you're risky. When we take the risk. Take the risk. And now with all these visual tools, because you upped your game, right? Mm -hmm. The risks become less and less because if you visually see it and you're comfortable with it, then you can go for it, right? Yeah. But that storytelling of a home or a commercial space, I think it's a key factor. Have those wow yeah. moments. You know, I like to take risks in those powder rooms. So those powder rooms, let's say you want a very light, airy, very like beachy feel. Mm -hmm. And let's say you want to take it a little bit over the top in, the, in a powder room. That's a great space to do it. Yeah. Or I even like doing it in theaters mm -hmm. and dance. Those kind of spaces are mm -hmm. opportunities to maybe But go not every room is going to be a different no. But as far as common thread, you know, wood finishes or the lighting, mm -hmm. please, people, same uh, lighting temperature throughout. <laughs> Do not change the light. Oh, my God. That makes me cringe when I see that. I know. <laughs> yes. So lighting, I mean, there's, there's ways to tie in one space with the other and make it, you know, and still have, like, different experiences in, in, your, in each room. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that answered that question. All right. We have one more. What is your number one source for design inspiration and how do you utilize it to help keep you freshly inspired and ahead of the curve? Pinterest. Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Pinterest. I mean, we kind of, we kind of covered this yeah, in today's topic. We did. So, you know, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, traveling, I travel will, get out there I will say get, you know it's like look work will always be there no matter what and we have so many tools and technology you could take your laptop and your iPad and you know what if you don't if it's hard for you if it's you know yeah traveling isn't cheap so you know use your points on your Amex that you make all these purchases for all your clients you use your American Express that's why you use these or a travel card 
you, you get points and you can use those points towards your travel for your time, for your inspiration. It's making, right. It's, it's yeah. making you a better designer. It's, it's things that are going to help you grow on a personal level and on a bit, you know, professional level. Right. What I started doing with these shows, because you see all this stuff, right. And you're like, how am I now going to bring it to my staff? And how am I going to share yeah. those ideas? So I'm so big on like iCloud folders mm -hmm. because we use an iPhone and I do subcategories. So I do it neither. Sometimes I'll do it by different vendors. And now I've learned to put like Milan that. So the, all the M's come out when I do my subfolders oh, and then, and then I save it. So when I want to look for a product that I, it's so hard to remember. There's so many vendors. I know that I can look at those subfolders. You know what's so worse? I know this is happening to you. When you go to one of these shows and uh -huh. you take all these pictures, but you forget to take the picture of the vendor. Oh my god! Oh, the no. showroom, and it's like, where is it from? I'm, I'm such like trying to like zoom into the tag to see if I see anything. That is the worst. So please always <laughs> take a picture of of the car, a business card, or the QR code. Scan it, save it, so that you know what. That was, that's a tip. That's, yeah. that's a trade show tip, actually. Absolutely. But yeah. Absolutely. So thanks for submitting your questions. We Can, will be posting that again. So go ahead, ask us anything. And keep the questions coming and please share your topics that you want to hear us talk about on our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you. And thank you for another fun podcast and for... Okay, so we don't mention this, but this is your office. This is yes. where we're doing your podcast. This Thank is you. our set. This is our set design. Thank you for hosting. Always. I really appreciate it. And the we beautiful have, flowers. We always have our flowers or arrangements custom made. Yeah. We have anemones. We have ranunculus. We have a lot of really pretty things. And we'll have to take a picture of like how we set up this podcast so you guys could see it. It's wow. It's eventful. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. But thank you for hosting us. Of course. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Bye, baby. Love ya. To the next one. Yes. <laughs>